You know, purpose is what the Christian life is all about. No one was more on purpose than Jesus. Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. He knew why he was here. He wasn't confused about why he was here. The church today sometimes seems like she doesn't know why she's here. And I've often said that she doesn't know why she's here because she forgot why Jesus came. They came to Jesus one time and said, Jesus, you preached really good over there the other night. Come back and preach for us again in the book of Luke. And he said, no, I must go to the next towns also, for thereunto am I sent. He wasn't willing, Paul wasn't willing, to saturate the one area with the gospel over and over and over and over. He knew he had to go to many cities, many cities, many nations. He knew that he was a soldier under command. He had a job to do, and we have a job to do. Our purpose is to get the gospel to the world. We're not here just marking time. We're not here just to sit in the church pew and do nothing. We're here to be about the master's business and fulfill the Great Commission. Remember, you are more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you and welcome today to our program. We are so delighted that you have joined us. If you are watching by video, welcome. And if you are listening to our podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. Terry and I look forward to doing this so very much. And uh, we just, you know, really anticipate saying things. We're praying about things. We want to hear from God so that we can give you uh, something that is what the Bible teaches. You know, Moses gave the children of Israel. God fed them, the Bible says, angels' food, fresh manna every day. And so we want it to be fresh. We want it to be relevant. And we want it to be very, very personal. And only the Holy Spirit, wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit, can do all of that for each of us. Amen. And so we are delighted and honored that you have given us this time today. And we're going to talk to you about, as always, things that we feel like will be very relevant to you, as well as helpful in your everyday, 24-7, fresh man of life that you need to live here on this planet. You know, and it's all, as you have preached for 53 years, darling, it's not just about your personal life. It's about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, that everything that you're going to do for the Lord is going to come out of really what I call the greenhouse of your life. You know, you're like a greenhouse uh, where the flowers are going to flourish and out of the abundance of the heart, you know, Proverbs chapter four says the mouth is going to speak and that God says, guard your heart. And Jesus even said that, that, that a good, you know, a good tree is going to produce good fruit. Yes. And uh, a, a sickly tree will produce sickly fruit or no fruit at all. And we just finished a podcast, didn't we, talking about seeds and we did. seed time and harvest we and did. fruitfulness. And, and that's everything God wants you to be. He wants you to bear fruit. He wants your life to be called what the, what the Bible calls 
cause a blessed life. And then over in Jeremiah 31, it says your life will be like a watered garden. Everything about God is putting us in a place of being blessed, abundant, fruitful, everything being a blessing to you. Yes, yes. You can't guarantee what other people are going to do, but your heart can be happy and your heart bear fruit and your soul be prolific and your whole life be something that you serve the Lord with gladness. Like Deuteronomy 28 says that he wants us to serve him with gladness and a merry heart, a glad heart. (laughs) All of those things will help you bear fruit. Amen. And, you know, my dear friend T.L. Osborne used to always tell us preachers, he'd say, don't preach mad. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's a preach the gospel glad. Yeah. Right. And, and right. so it's just like what you were saying. It, it's up to us to whether we have a glad heart right. or whether we're sourpuss or whether we're complainers or gripers. Right. right. And uh, I, I think it's interesting in the day we're living in today. I, I don't know what day you would call this, but this this <laughs> time we're living in right well, now, especially yeah. with social media. Right. And especially with, you know, things like Facebook and Twitter and uh, and and. In church online, where so many people aren't in the church right. in person because right. of the pandemic, they they should be. By the way, if you haven't gone back to church yet, and if your church is open, I'm begging you and imploring you to get <laughs> back into the house of God. Those Dude. old pajamas you've had on for a year, throw them in the trash and go to church. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Amazon says that the, the last year their biggest sales. Amazon said the biggest sales of Amazon Corporation last right. year yes. was pajamas. Is that amazing? That's sad. That means people says, I am going to stay Americans. home. Americans. But anyway, what I started to say is, is is when this day of, 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 of social media and people yeah. not necessarily being in the church right. uh, in, in person, I'm amazed at how people want to want to be so quick to jump on their social media and fuss at preachers yeah. and rebuke preachers and, and rebuke an elder, which the Bible says don't They're do. Bored. <laughs> and, and they'll do it to defend a politician. I know it. I know it. I'm absolutely amazed at sweet little Christian church people right, right. who would get so bent out of shape over their politics and their favorite political <laughs> pundit or person or, or whoever just because it happens to be their team, their their, right. their side, right. that they will curse a preacher. I mean, things are so out of order right now, Renee, and so upside down. I, I, I'm amazed at the disorder right. in the church, the right. disorder in the house of God. And we're going to have to put that back right. We're going to have to get that straightened right. out, straightened right. up. And uh, last last week, I even upset some people online. I was preaching at a great church. We were there uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas, our dear friends, Daryl and Catherine Smith at Cornerstone. And uh, and, and so we had a, a, a decent uh, congregation in the house. Right. But we had a big congregation online. And, and I wasn't mean or mad. I just said, I'm begging you. Right. I'm imploring you. I'm pleading with you to come back to church. That's because right. the Bible right. says, remember the Bible? The Bible yes. says. Lest we forget. The New Testament says, do not forget or forsake. Do not forsake, forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some do. Right. You know, that you, word you, some. You know, the word, the word actually said back then said yes. some are doing that. Some are, some are not gathering together. together. Some are staying home. And uh, and so I said, don't, don't do that. Don't forsake. 
the assembling of yourselves together. Right. It's so vital. You're such a vital part of the church. Exactly. You, you being in that pew, being there alive and in person and your corporate faith, your corporate praise and worship, your corporate uh, in, involvement, right. uh, you, you, just your atmosphere that you create around you is so healthy for the church. Right. Uh, not just for you. I told the people online last week, I said, it's isn't just for you. I'm not just doing this for the church. I'm not just saying, hey, come to church for the, for the good of the church. I'm saying, come to church for your sake. Come to That's church right. for your neighbor's sake. Come to church for your, your kids' your sake, children, for your grandkids' your sake. Children. And, 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 you know, we got some nasty comments online, which shocked me, uh, you know, and, and people just thought that was terrible. But we need to be back in church. And we need to not, I mean, to obey the Bible and do right. not, do not, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together right. as some do. Because we're not cowards. No. And the Why whole are we reason, staying home? Are we staying home because we're scared? If we're, if we're staying yeah, home because right. we're scared, that's the wrong reason. Well, if the whole reason we've been uh, teaching faith and that uh, over 40 years ago now, uh, we ended up hearing the Word of God taught in faith. And it was such a, a radical change yes. from coming out of a religious mindset. Uh, I know with me in the Pentecostals, Dean among uh, charismatics, you being raised around Pentecostal people the same, that religion has a different perspective on the Word of God mm -hmm. than a heart of faith does. And the problem that we have seen in the churches, darling, so many times here or with Christians is that we've been teaching faith for decades and the churches, the word of faith, people have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And yet during this time, the fear that the media was able to right. produce, as you said, through social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, MSN. And that's what we're fighting is the fear. Is the fear. We're not mad at people. And it's just amazing to me that Jesus, all the, his conversation with his own disciples was, why did you doubt? Right. Why were you afraid? Right. Fear and every not. time an angel fear showed not. up in the Bible, yeah. <laughs> Old Testament or new, when an angel showed up, the first thing they said was, fear not. Fear not. And they, and if Jesus it was women, would tell them, fear not. Don't be afraid. If he was, and if it was women, he'd say, fear not. Stop your crying. Mm -hmm. You know, stop being phrase stop stop crying and making this a dramatic and, and you dynamic. know we're not we're not pastors so it's no, no hide off our heel we're not trying to help our church we don't have right. a church right i'm trying to help the church yes and that's what the apostle does the office of the apostle most most christians have no idea what the office of the apostle is almost any christian or any preacher if you just go up to and say tell me what an apostle does they'll give you this little this little standard answer that says, <laughs> oh, the apostle builds churches. Well, that, that is just a minor, minor thing. And I've always said, well, not really. The apostle builds the church. The church. Not just churches, the church overall. Uh, and my job is to encourage every church and increase every church and bless every church. And, and, and also, this is what makes people mad, also to correct Right. You know, the right. apostles, the apostles ministry has always been one to establish doctrine, to go into right. a place where there's no church and to establish the doctrine. Mm -hmm. But his other job that people don't like, Christians don't like, is he's supposed to come back and correct the doctrine. When well, Paul, when the, Paul started those churches in, yes, in the New Testament and, the and, he, and he established the, the doctrine, always then he'd go back and say, what's wrong with you? What happened since I've been gone? Right. Oh, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you and told you to stay out of church? <laughs> That's the way we felt this whole past year is that, uh, and, and, and it's not from a standpoint of superiority that we say that. It is Galatians chapter, the Bible. 
Yeah, the, the Apostle Paul talked about that over there in Galatians 4. He said in Galatians 3, 4, 5, he's talking to them all about, uh, he said, I'm going to have to correct you. He said, and come back and re-preach the word of God to you, which is what we're having to do right now is rebuild the church so sure. that we're never in that position no, again. Of course not. We're never caught off. This should have never happened. This should have never happened. And it sure doesn't need to ever happen again. Never happened Renee, again. we were in Lake Charles, Louisiana the other day uh, driving through on our way to Texas from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we stopped and visited with some dear friends of ours and had uh, just going to have coffee, ended up having crawfish and, I mean, <laughs> a Louisiana, so gracious. A Louisiana yes. meal. But uh, they said to us, they said, you know, there's three big churches here in Shreveport, uh, it's here in Lake Charles, right. that have not opened up again since the pandemic shut us down last year. There, there's three that haven't opened up. And they said, and they say they never will. That's that just, just horrific. That, That's that pierced my heart like an arrow. I thought the church never will open again. That's heartbreaking. Three major churches, three big churches says we're done. What's that scripture? That's you why use? we're begging people. I'm begging you. Yeah, really. You come back to church. You're on God's team. You're, this is not yes. the time to to set it set it out in the in the in the locker room. You need you need to suit up yeah, and, and be in church, and not just for the church's sake, but for your sake, for the for your neighbor's sake. You know, you know your children and your grandchildren, and this made some people mad too. And I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm trying to help you help your kids and your grandkids. But you know your children. You know, Renee talks about her parents and grandparents. Said so they took me to church. Thank God they took me to church. Yes. I talk about mine, mine, and say so they took me to church. Thank God. I, I, I said I used to have Hallelujah. a drug. I used to have a drug problem. My mama drugged me to church every every time the door was open. <laughs> but and, and right. we talk about that legacy, right? It and, is a legacy. But yet, what are your children going to say? Right. What are your right. grandchildren going to say? Are they going to say, well, you know, Mama said she is a Christian, but she wouldn't go to church. She's scared. Right. Daddy said he is a Christian, but 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 he he would never go to church. And, and 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 whenever COVID came, they they just were scared and laid out of church. Well, well, well that fear is the thing we fought this whole pandemic no, for. That's right. Because Jesus says, "Don't be afraid." He says, "God's not giving you the spirit of fear, yes. but the spirit of love and the spirit of power, the spirit of a sound mind." The Bible says, "Fear has torment." Some people are sitting home in their Amazon just pajamas, tormented. tormented, absolutely and, terrified. And, and, and I mean, tormented. I saw a friend of mine just the other day. You and I were somewhere, and we saw a friend, some friends of ours, and and uh, uh, we said, "Hey, how y'all doing?" And we walked over to him. I literally saw fear in his eyes when I walked up to him, and he backed up a couple of steps instead of as I was approaching him to shake hands. He he actually backed up and he caught himself, and then he came back and shook my hand, and then I, I grabbed him and hugged him. But for that instant, I saw the fear get on him and then back him up. And and this thing is running amok. This the fear is running absolutely amok, and it's the greatest weapon hell has is fear. That's right. Fear is the motivator of hell. Like faith is the motivator of heaven. Yeah, you fear have to moves, fake it. Moves the devil. <laughs> faith moves God. And so for for COVID to have scared the planet. Well, the whole planet, every country. Well, some countries didn't buy into it, but but mostly around the world, around the globe. Uh, that fear has gotten so great. And, and again, over a, over a disease that has a 99.4% recovery rate. Exactly. I'm not saying it's not real. Sure, it's real. I'm not saying people haven't died. Sure, they've died. I've buried friends that have died of it. I, I, I get that. But but what's not real is the numbers. The high, the numbers are hype. The disease is real. But right. it's not a it's, – I don't want to say it's not a serious disease because people have gotten – died. But it's not, it's not one of those world plague <laughs> – 
killing the population type mm-hmm. things, you know. It hasn't killed more people than, you know, than the flu uh, and that sort of thing. But uh, yet it's ruled by fear and it's controlled Christians. The Christians have never been afraid before. I mean, when 9-11 happened, the Christians stood firm. When when World War II happened, World War One happened, when right. all these other catastrophes and disasters have ever happened, ever the Christians have always stood strong while the world got scared right. and ran and jumped in the foxhole. Right. But then they kind of looked up over the foxhole to see, is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? And they'd see the church. And so they'd go to the church and say, hey, can you help me? Hey, hey, how come you're out here? How come you're not scared? And, and so the church helped them. But with this COVID thing, not only did the church, not only did the world jump in the foxholes, but the but the, the church jumped in the foxhole. And so now when they look out there to see, is there anybody? There's not. And they're looking for somebody right. that they can latch on to, somebody that will give them a word of encouragement <laughs> instead of just being scared with them in the foxhole. So I'm, I'm imploring you, I'm begging you to right. make the decision to get your family, get yourself back in the house of God. Show your children that you're real Christians. Show your grandchildren that you're, right. you're really Christians. Show, show, show the church, show the world, show your neighbors, show the politicians. You know that hey, we're 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 not scared. We're we're not afraid. Well, there's I hear Brother Hagen in my head a lot of times saying different ministers down the you know from the past saying you know feed your faith and starve your doubts. You know uh, always uh, and and I would give you this little area here of encouragement and suggestion that if you would just turn the TV off. And get off of social media for a while. You know, I, it's, I like social media a lot. I'm on it, but I, I love the idea of just posting blatant truth on there. And then I don't want to argue with anybody. I just done my job and posted the thing, you know, but I've, I really feel like, um, the more you turn off mainstream media, all of the alphabet media, and you're not engaged in any of the garbage that they put on there, which is just absolute insanity. Uh, you're, and then get into the word of God. You'll feed your faith, but all day long, when you've got that TV on all day long and you're listening to all that stuff, it is a subconscious. Uh, r- programming of your brain to think in fear, to think anything that is other than the word of God. And if you're, this is the only thing that'll build faith. This is the only thing that will re- help no, you absolutely. renew your mind to the word absolutely. of God. And if you're not getting into this and you've engaged in over and over conversations with all of your friends that are, that are talking fear and worry and unbelief, there is no way you're going to come out of that in faith, you're going to have to be strong in the word of God and be the one that dominates a conversation Absolutely. talking about the word of God. You use a scripture that's so important uh, about not being soon shaken. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul said, I marvel that you're so soon shaken, right, right. you know, and then he talks about putting your hand to the plow, but you're looking back. You know, so, God somebody, doesn't delight in those that put their hand to the plow oh, and right. look back. Somebody said the other day, uh, have anybody told the Amish yet that there's yeah. a pandemic? <laughs> I know. Do, do they and know? It, because if you don't, don't watch a, television, if you don't have a TV, you don't even know there is a pandemic. I mean, somebody has to literally uh, program your lifestyle to fear. But this, I, this is I'm a just, diabolical plot. 
Oh, it is. From hell. Exactly. To stop the church. Well, now, I've said is. this many times now, but fear and faith cannot, cannot live, in, live the in the same house. house. Say that with me. Fear and faith, faith cannot, cannot live cannot. in the same house. Jesus said, Jesus said, how is it you have no faith? Right. Why are you, why are you afraid? Why, fear, fear and, you know, I used to, I've talked many times about the fear and faith meter on the inside of you. That right. You have That's these good. two meters, a fear meter and a faith meter, and, and, and one will be full and the other will be empty, or if something happens, the other and shoots up full and that one's empty right. and you've got to maintain your faith meter full right. and your fear meter down here so faith will work so the Bible will work so the word of God so the angels will work so the Holy Ghost will work so God right. will work right. but, but if something happens and it scares you and things do happen that scare you all of a sudden somebody pull out in front of you or whatever all of a sudden you, you know it, it, fear just jumps up like this your heart beats kind of fast you say oh that scared me but then, then you're in a bad situation you were full of faith and that handled the situation right. but now you're full of fear yeah. And if you'll open empty, your mouth and start faith. yelling <laughs> what so the word you've says. To, you've got to change that. You've got to get, change you've got to get ready for the next situation by getting your faith up here again. By That's declaring right. the word of God, by rebuking fear. Fear, you get out of here. Uh, right. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but love, power, and sound mind. Fear has torment. Perfect love casts out fear. God's love. I've got God, so fear go. It's like that hitchhiker story y'all all know so well. The hitchhiker, when I was 24 years old, driving through Mexico, and he pulled a gun on me, sticks it in my ribs, cocked the hammer, screams at me, I'm going to kill you. Well, that immediately scared me. But I immediately said, fear, you go. Right. I rebuke right. you, fear, in the name of Jesus. I, and well, I was never to, scared the rest of the time. Your mouth. And he ended up shooting at me five times. The bullets didn't hit me because I had I had gotten the faith level up here again. Right. And, uh, and, and we've got we've to understand that this whole thing is a diabolical plot from hell to stop the church. Right. And then there are and forces at work. Our and influence I, in the earth. And there are forces. Stop that, your prayers. There are forces at work that are trying to turn America into a communist state. Right. And into a socialist state. Now, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about the <laughs> the redeeming of America, not, not losing our nation. Principalities and powers. And, and when you do that, take you from a missionary that's been to the mission fields for 53 years. I've been to all those communist countries. I've been to all those false gods countries. And communism has two. Socialism mm -hmm. has two enemies. That's the church. That's right. And the middle class. So in every country where they want to be a communist, socialist, dictator country, they've got to get rid of the church, church. or at least control it. Right. Because they will allow it. Communism will allow church to happen. They just call it the state churches, the, the approved churches. Yeah. But then they send spies in there to make sure you preach what they well, want you to preach. They, you and then, and then the other thing approved. is, the other thing is they've got to get rid of the middle class. Right. So that, so this last year in 2020, there was an all out attack on the mom and pop businesses. And there was an all-out attack on the church. Yes. And isn't it weird that they that they tell us, hey, if you go to Walmart or Target or Lowe's mm -hmm. or Home Depot or any of the big box stores, COVID won't get you. Right. You don't have socially distanced. You don't have to do that. Man, COVID won't get you there. But if you go to church, it'll kill you. If you go to a mom and pop How store, foolish. it'll kill you. We're not stupid, or I think we're not stupid. I've been telling people we're not stupid. The church, the people have acted like they're stupid. But, you know, to say, hey, you, you can go to Walmart and it's okay, but you go to church, you'll die. <laughs> you, you can go to Target and it's okay, or Home Depot and it's okay. But, but, if, but if you go to a mom and pop business, yeah, right, right. You, know, you can go to the liquor store, you can go to the tattoo parlor, but you can't go to church. You can't go to the mom and pop business. Right. And so these mom and pop businesses are shutting down, shutting down, shutting down, which is the middle class. And if, and, and if you get rid of the middle class, then everybody's dependent on the government. Then you have communism. Well, and that's, that's exactly why the young why people the don't church... understand because they think it's all free stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why the church has to be bolder and stronger 
bigger, better, louder than we've ever been before. You, you I wanted, before we leave the air today, I just want to give you this one scripture here uh, in Galatians chapter three that I mentioned earlier about, oh, you silly, uh, foolish, yeah, foolish thoughtless, unreflecting, senseless Galatians, if that's not enough vocabulary. Paul said, who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you and to whom right before your very eyes, Jesus Christ, the Messiah was was actually we preached him to where he just looked like he was right there in your midst, you know, mm-hmm. and he said, who has bewitched you right. that you are going to follow into all of this stuff right. and act just like the world. And then in, in Paul, over in chapter four, the apostle Paul says, well, I'm going to have to come preach this again to you. Right. He said, I'm going to have to come lay another foundation and get you stronger than you were before because you people got so moved by all of this foolishness that Christ is not formed in you. There's not a strength on the inside of you and a, a building of a personality of Jesus living out of you enough that'll keep you from from being dissuaded. And see, out when of it. we heard this stuff all our life, we didn't get offended and leave the church. Right. No. When, when they heard Jesus preach, the Bible says Jesus. The Bible says Jesus was the rock of offense. I mean, yeah. he was anointed to offend anointed people. Anointed to offend people. Paul was yeah. anointed to offend people. They just <laughs> preached the truth and let the chips fall where they may. No, that's right. And that's what we've always done. And that's what the right. preachers that preached to us did that we yeah. we we learned from and we yeah. gained from right. and we we prospered from. Uh, Tell me you, the there's truth. A scripture. I don't care if I get offended yes. momentarily. Please just don't leave me in a lie. There's a scripture I used last Sunday that uh, I want to I want to end this with. Zechariah 13:7. This is so strong and so serious today. It says, if you smite the shepherd, right. the sheep will be scattered. Right. Well, hell knows that. Exactly. Hell knows oh, that. that. Hell knows, let's smite the shepherd. Yes. Let's smite the church. Let's shut down the sheepfold. Let's right. shut down the feeding pens. Let's shut down the, the, the church. Yes. And if we do that, the sheep will be scattered everywhere. Right. And Nobody. so there's this all out attack on Boy, telling you don't go to that? church. There's this all-out attack on telling you to be be afraid, to be scared, to stay in your homes. There's this all-out attack to you to, for you to be in fear, so that the sheep will be scattered. Exactly. And the last thing on, on in the in the universe God wants to happen is for His sheep to be scattered. Right. He wants us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and not After live in fear. I mean, so heaven would heaven is just horrified that. The church is living in fear. No, that's right. That's not we our persona. Live in fear. That's not supposed to. That's not the personality of Jesus. If you want to know the personality of Jesus, you look in Galatians five, and you find that marvelous personality. Then over in First Corinthians chapter twelve, you find the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, and you put all that together, and you realize there's a fierceness. He's the yes. lion yes. of the tribe of Judah. There, there is no. Uh, Jesus even told Pilate. He said, "You couldn't do anything to me except I gave you, my Father gave yeah. you." the yeah. power to do so it. you have no power except what, what's given to you by heaven. He said, you don't take my life. You don't take I my life. I give it. Yeah. But Renee, it, it, it's so vital. Yes, it is. It's so vital. Yes, Smite the is. sheep. Smite the shepherd. Scatter Scare the, the sheep. sheep. I'm begging you folks. I'm pleading with our friends, our partners, people listening to us. Don't let your shepherd right. get smitten. Don't let your church be shut down. Don't right. let the sheep that go to church with you, the people that go to church with you, don't let them be scattered. Don't let their kids be scattered. Don't let your kids be scattered. But let's get strong in faith. I, we've been preaching this faith That's stuff right. for 50 years. Just faith. for this day. Just for this day. 
Well, we're out of time. Well, you know, one day Surprise. time will be no more. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be a whole new world out there for us. But Terry and I just want you to know how much we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God with you. Uh, we are here for the long haul. We're here to encourage the church, strengthen the church, strengthen the people of God, keep ourselves strong yes. in faith, to live by faith and see the miracles that we're believing God to see around the world to preach the gospel because we know that God can can do this through every single believer. Before we leave the air today, we want to tell you one more time that you, you are, are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. Go to church. Yes. <laughs>